you think you'd be safe meeting a sketch guy in the middle of the woods at 11 o'clock at night. That's not what I was meeting for. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever time you're watching or listening to this podcast. We hope that you are having a good time doing so. And uh, welcome to the first episode of the Real Life Podcast. Uh, today, first guest, uh, naturally, is my girlfriend, Alexis. Today, we're going to be talking about... Hi, guys. Uh, we're going to be speaking to all you single parents out there. We're going to be speaking specifically about being a single mom. We're also going to be speaking about relationships and different kinds of things like that. So before we start each podcast and dive into the meat of the guest, uh, I'm going to be asking three questions. So I have a booklet here. It has 100 questions, and I'm going to ask the guest to pick three numbers between 1 through 100, and whatever three questions they are, she's going to answer them, or he. And uh, for the first episode, I'll do it too. So, three numbers from 1 to 100. 150, 100. Those were going to be mine. <laughs> okay, so one, number one, what is the toughest decision you've made today? Today? Today. Um, it like could, to wear? That's what I can say. <laughs> I, have, I struggle so much with clothing. <laughs> okay, number 50, who has been the biggest influence on you? Hmm. Biggest influence in my overall life, I think, would have to be my father. Father? Yeah. Okay. And number 100, what are you not saying right now? What am I not saying right now? Yeah. Like, like, do I have anything in my head that I think... That yeah, I feel like, like I should say, but I'm not saying or, it. Yeah, like about the set, about like overdoing, about anything. I think your table's really dirty and needs to be wiped off. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. You might want to put that a little closer to you. Left. Okay. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I, I'll do number 15, number 75, and number. And we'll do number 25 too, so. 15, 25, and 75. Okay. So, number 15. How many times a day do you look in the mirror? Mm, I really, honestly, not that often. Unless you count the vlog camera thing as a mirror. No, a mirror. Okay. A mirror? Eh, maybe three, four times a day. Really? Do you look yourself in the mirror that much? Well, when I... Look myself in the mirror when I wake up. When I do my makeup, if I wear makeup that day, like whenever I'm getting ready. Does your phone camera count as a, as a mirror? Because you look in that a lot. <laughs> look in my phone camera? Do you have your phone camera facing you and you're like... I do not. Whenever I'm taking pictures, I look at myself and fix whatever needs fixing, but... Number 25. What makes you feel safe? What makes me feel safe? Um, well, locks on the door. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. If I was going to be generic... I'm going to say locks on my door, <laughs> uh, but besides that, I honestly, I don't ever really feel unsafe. Yeah, you're weird. You think you're safe. 
you think you'd be safe meeting a sketch guy in the middle of the woods at 11 o'clock at night? That's not what I was meeting for. <laughs> <laughs> Number 75. What three words would you have on your grave? On your, what three words would you have on your grave? Ooh, that's a hard one. Mm. I, know that, I know that one of the words I would like probably be creative. I like, I like to be described as creative. Most people are like loving father, brother, son, husband, something like that. And just be creative well, really father get, and I don't really creative get, brother and son. Well, if I, I, I don't really get that. It's not really my choice to get brother, son, or father on there. Like, if I'm a brother, son, and father, like, that's going on there. But I can omit that. <laughs> I, I thought I was talking about, like, descriptive words. <laughs> so, okay, so if we're talking about words like that, then obviously it would be brother, son, and father. Those are the only three. But if we're talking about descriptive words, then I would want something along the lines of... You're not when I die, I would like to be a father. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was assuming you don't die, like, tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, well, I'd like husband to be on there, too. I'd like to be married. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. So I guess... <laughs> so I don't want to spend forever alone, but... But if it's three descriptive words, then it'd probably just be, like, <clears throat> I would like dedicated. Mm -hmm. I would like... I would like to be able to put selfless on there, but that would take a lot of work because that's a, that's a genuine human struggle for everybody. Um, but I would like people to see me as that one day. And you start giving a bunch of money to charity and start helping more. Everybody will see the selfless. I'm kidding. I'm going to I'm going to change my YouTube channel to Sir Beast instead of Mr. Beast. I'm going to start doing that. Sir Beast. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, and loving would be a good one too. I would, I would like, like. Creative, dedicated, and loving. I said selfless. That's four, not three. Cut one out. Well, I, I cut out creative because you laughed at me. <laughs> I wasn't laughing. I was asking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Any variation of those. Anyway, we've been way too long on those three questions. <laughs> but uh, we're going to go ahead and get into more questions. <laughs> but specific questions pertaining to me, you, and me, a single parent, and all that stuff. So me. So, when... Yes, you. <laughs> so, did you ever envision yourself having a kid that young? No, never, actually. When I was in, I mean, my entire childhood, I always thought that I would be the first person in my family to break the cycle of teen pregnancies, and I always said that I wasn't going to have sex until I was married. So, no, I didn't think that I was going to be a young mom at all. Well, I mean, young is relative. I wanted to be a mom you know, sometime in college, like 24. But, but within marriage. What? Yes, of course, within yeah. marriage. You want to be a single mom. Well, you know, you know what I mean. Like, you wanted to... <laughs> yes, I wanted to go 
graduate high school and go to college and get my associates and get my degree and get married and have a kid. Okay, so yes, yeah, so you, you, you had a trajectory. Yeah. Okay. Of course. But now that that trajectory has changed, do you think it was like necessary to your character or to who you are now for you to have became pregnant at that time? Do you think your character would be different if you weren't pregnant at that time? Do you think like having a daughter like opened your eyes to different things or like made you a different person to different people? No. No? Mm -hmm. I am who I've always been. It's a good thing. And when envisioning yourself as a mom, did you did you always envision it as a girl? Like did you always want a girl? Like, did you always see yourself being like mother daughter with your with your daughter, or did you did I, you wanted a son first? Or I always wanted to have a daughter, but I always wanted to have I actually always wanted to have twin boys and then have a daughter. Yeah. But I mean, the twin genes doesn't mess my family. So yeah, that's one of the things we've had in common. Like when we when we talk about like what we want our family to look like, we both have always said we want twin boys. Yeah, but I, I mean, and then I had a daughter, so I was, I'll adopt them if I have to. <laughs> um, I just think it'd be cool to have twins. I think twins are so cute. You can make them dress the same. It's great. <laughs> I think that's so cute. My mom used to do that with Andrew and Hayden, but they were not twins. They were a couple years apart. I was just thought it was weird. Not Only twins are allowed to dress like. So. There's a good amount of single parents that, I don't want to say fail at being a parent, but they're not like... Affluent? They're not like, they're not so much a parent, they're just more like... Friends with their kids? Yeah. What do you think is like the biggest thing that they're not doing or that they are doing that is stopping them? So I think the thing about being a single parent is you're on your own. Like, that's literally the definition of a single parent. You have you and you have your kid. You don't have another parent. I mean, sure, grandparents might help. You know, your best friend might watch your kid every now and again. But being a single parent is hard. Like, making dinner, getting a place of your own for you and your kid. Like most people who have single kids, their kids have to grow up fast because, like, there's a reason why it takes a man and a woman to make a child, and I think it's because God intended for there to be two parents to raise a child. Whenever you're doing it on your own, you got to fill both roles, and that doesn't leave a lot of time, if any, for you to do, like, other things with your kids. So your kid has to grow up pretty quickly, and you have to have a really close relationship with your kid to be a successful single parent. Um, and I think that's where the lines get blurred, is they get too close with their kid or they're too honest with their kid and it becomes more of a friendship instead of parent and child. Do you think that that's, do you think that there's a point where that can be too far gone? Like if they can realize that and just too, like they're just always gonna be that or do you think like people can fix that? If your child is young enough, you can fix it, but 
I mean, all of the parenting books, all of the child development, I mean, like, every child development book or class that I've ever taken or read um, has always said that you have to set boundaries and rules at around age two to three. So usually, if you're like that with your kid and they get to age eight, nine, ten, you know, they're in middle school and you're realizing, like, wow, they're really this, or they're really that, or, you know, like, a lot of people aren't this close with their kids, like, most people don't have parties with their kid, most people yeah. don't have Instagram lives with their kid every day, like, yeah. it, it's too late to set those boundaries. I mean, you could try, but it's your, chances are you're more than likely going to damage the relationship more than you're going to fix it. Do you feel like people group you? Do you feel like people group all single parents into one group? Yes, like, I, I do very much think that there is a stigmatism around being a single parent. Um, a lot of people think that because you're a single parent, you're immature or you're not stable. I mean, of course, you're not going to be as stable as somebody who went to college and. Um, had a career before having kids, but single parents can most definitely still provide for their child. And I know plenty of single parents whose children had perfectly fine childhoods and grown up to do amazing things, but that doesn't. But there is definitely a stigmatism around single parents, and I think that that stigmatism causes um, single parents to kind of band together and it creates a community of them and it's a strong community and I'm, I'm lucky to have a community like that. Yeah. Um, what What would you say to people that feel discouraged by that stigmatism? I mean, a lot of people are discouraged by the stigmatism. I was discouraged by the stigmatism. I stayed in an unhealthy relationship for a long time because I was worried about being a single parent and how that would change people's vision of who I was. Um, but as long as you know who you are and you're rooted in who you are, then that stigmatism isn't going to change you. I think, in fact, if you're worried about being a single parent and how that's going to cause people to see you differently or you're worried about how that's going to affect your ability to care for your child, I think it's going to make you a better single parent um, just because you are worried about that. It's just like doctors. They have patients that walk in and they're like, oh, I'm in so much pain, so much. can you prescribe me pain medications? And then they have patients that walk in and they're like, yeah, it hurts um, really bad, but I don't know if I want to take pain medications, I don't want to get addicted, like I don't want any strong medication, and doctors know, like, you're a patient that's not going to get addicted because you're worried about getting addicted, and I know that you're going to do it the right way. So you can be worried about being a single parent, but if you're worried about how your financial situation or how your romantic situation is going to change your ability to parent, that just means that you are a good parent and that you're going to be able to do it. So if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying one of the keys to being a good parent is having a healthy worry? Yeah, having 
a healthy amount of worry for your child and your ability to care for them makes any parent a good parent, single or not. But in order to really be a good single parent, you need to be rooted in who you are and your morals so you can pass that down to your kids. So what would you say to, what advice would you give to single to a single parent that's trying to leave an unhealthy relationship, but are scared about it, or whatever reason? Just do it. I mean, there is going to be something that comes along eventually where you're going to have enough, but if you're thinking about it, chances are it's in your best interest to leave. Um, I mean, it's kind of cliche, but like that saying goes, you know, if you love them, let them go. And if, if you really separate from your partner and it makes your relationship stronger and it gives you the ability to be better parents, then that's amazing. I know people who were awful in a relationship and they are amazing co-parents and they're yeah. parenting their child way better than they were when they were together. Um, so yeah, if you're in an unhealthy relationship and you have any type of worry about how is this going to affect my child, just leave. I was so worried about what the stigmatism behind being a single mom would do to my child that I stayed in an unhealthy relationship for a very long time. But the reality is that toxicity in the unhealthy relationship is going to damage you and your child more than leaving would. What would you say to look for when getting back into a healthy relationship with your with, with your child? Is there any like 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 when like when you were dating again, was there anything that you would specifically look for? Like like how they would talk about kids or how they would look at Rosalind or anything like that? I wasn't actively well, no, dating but. or looking to be in a relationship when I met you, but for people who are looking to get back in a relationship, it is definitely important for you to know that you have the same morals as the person that you're going to be bringing into your child's life. And you also need to know that that person is stable and reliable before bringing them into your child's life. Because the last thing you want to do is introduce someone to your child too early and then be stuck in the same situation that you were in when you were in that unhealthy relationship. How am I going to get out of this? I don't want my child to lose another father figure. And I mean, that can damage a kid, having, you know, man or woman come in and out of their lives. It, it's hard. It's really hard. But if you really get to know the person and you know that they have the same morals and that they like kids. That's very important. They have to like kids. They have to want kids in the future if it's going to work because they don't want kids. I can guarantee you there's not going to be a chance so that you have one already. It's not. Well, no, it's not even that you have one already. It's that your child and that person are not going to bond, and that's yeah. what you want when you're looking for a healthy relationship. And you should never, never, never get into a relationship with somebody that you could not see a long time future with when you have a child. Never, never, never. You always want to make sure that this is somebody that you think could be in your life long, long term. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Not that I have any knowledge on that. I've never been pregnant. Or 
You're not a parent, you mean? Well, any, I, I was on my train. Uh, yes, I've never had any of that <laughs> aside from what little parenting experience I get now. So I also know that you were working on starting a group here in San Antonio under uh, your church for single um, parents, mostly moms, right? Single parents. Single parents. Um, well, what was the inspiration behind that? Uh, so my, I am starting a group here in San Antonio. It was supposed to begin in May. However, we had COVID-19. We had to push back the um, date. So we're looking to open back up in December. This whenever I'm looking to get this group going. It is a group specifically geared towards single and young parents. Um, I just, I went to a conference, a women's biblical conference, and it was talking about um, conviction and how God sees you. And since I, you know, since I started my divorce and I've been a single parent and um, just had a lot of life experiences that I didn't expect to be having, it really changed how I saw myself and how I saw my self-worth and how I saw my ability to care for my child. And I was really convicted by the things that were said by the spokespersons. Um, Tasha Morris was there. It's called If. The meeting was If. We did it live. Um, it was a wonderful experience. If you've never been to an If gathering, I would highly recommend that you go. It is geared towards women, but men have gone before. Uh, they've had male speakers. Um, but yeah, I was really convicted on the fact that in my area, I know a lot of people who are young parents and a lot of people who are young single parents or who are parents in an unhealthy relationship that is more than likely going to end them being single parents. And I really wanted there to be a community of people who had the same experiences that came together and really lifted single parents up because they don't get that as much as they should. So I wanted them, I wanted it to be a place for people to go and be comforted and for them to be able to rebuild themselves with Christ and with a community of people who have the same experiences with them. And also a place to get information on, um, you know, parenting, divorce, um, the, the legal aspects of custody and things like that. And um, yeah, so that's, that's why I made that. That's great. Quick, okay. Um, I was I was thinking of another question. I, I was just thinking about. Um, I noticed that when we talk, we, when we're talking about like single parents, we say single parents, or we say single moms, but we don't really say like single dads. Do you think that there's like a like a riff in the community, like where people see single dads different than single moms? I I do think that there is a separation between single mothers and single fathers. And the separation comes from the fact that mothers are seen as loving and, you know, caring and, like, parents more. And fathers are more seen as, like, disciplinaries instead of yeah. teachers. And 
a lot of times when people go to court, the mother gets custody, full custody, primary custody of the child, or when parents separate and they don't have legal paperwork, it's usually the mom that has the child. There are a lot of single dads out there um, who have unfit mothers or the mother of the child has unfortunately passed away. And I do think that single fathers are seen in a different light than single mothers are because women a lot of the time get the short end of the stick when it comes to society. Women have always had to, um, you know, like women have always been seen as the instigators. I mean, there's a lot of communities in the world where if something happens to a woman, some kind of assault or anything like that happens, it's seen that it's the woman's fault because they brought that upon themselves. And so I think women get a lot more shame in just their daily lives than men do because men are seen as such strong people and leaders. Um, so I do think that there's definitely a separation between single fathers and single mothers. Um, I don't think that there should be. I think that when a single mother and a single father come together, that it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I, I do, I do think that there, that there is more single mothers than there are single fathers, probably because of what you said. And uh, I, I also. I'm a, I'm a very big proponent that like everybody has rights and wrongs. Like I really don't, I really really don't like that. Like like all the, the all these rifts. Like there's all these rifts in different communities. Like in every community, like everything, like single parents. Like there's that rift, moms and dads, and then even like between like there's like race division. There's the even division in like the creative community, like photography and videography. There's photographers and videographers, or there's like street photographers, or yeah, like street photographers, and there's wildlife photographers, or portrait photographers and white photographers, and people like battle all the time. And it, it, I, a lot of people think that I'm like, that I'm siding with the other person when I, when I take a different stance in arguments. But really, I, I don't really know how to articulate it very much in the moment, but really, like, I don't take sides like that, I hate that because I, regardless of like like so, yeah, something happened, but like like whatever the disagreement is or whatever, like both people have wrongs, both people have rights, like people are people. Yeah, it's, it's a stigma that's been created that separates people from people, men from women, photographers from videographers, single parents from you know. Happily married parents, grandparents, and children, religions, races. There is a lot of stigmatisms that cause separations in community, and I think that groups like the one that I'm creating help people come together because everybody needs community, whether you think you need it or not. Everybody needs to have somebody there. So if a single parent wanted to join your group, uh how would they go about doing that? And is there like, is there like a cap? Like how many people come in? Like, in, like. Nope, there's not a cap. Um, anybody is welcome. Anybody who is expecting, anybody who 
is really just needing help. That's kind of what I want to do with this group, which is helpful. I am I do have a target group that I'm wanting to reach, but I'm not gonna, you know, outcast somebody or turn somebody away if they need help. If you know, if you are going through a divorce and you're not getting custody of your child, you're still a parent and that's still gonna affect you in some way and if you still need that rebuilding in that community then you're welcome. And if anybody wants to learn more about the group or is wanting to join the group, you can always contact me um, on social media. I have Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, most of the links to my social media are in the descriptions of the videos. You can reach me there. Yeah, every podcast guest will have their links in the description. Um, okay, that's awesome. Uh, do you, are you going to be making a social media page in specific for that or anything? I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to get it out there on its own. I'm not sure if I'm going to do brochures, um, public speaking. Um, a social media page or website. I haven't quite decided on how I'm going to get it out to the world because right now I'm really kind of focusing on my community and San Antonio. And yeah. um, you know, if the if the organization builds and we have that reach and that power to kind of go beyond the bounds of SA, um, I mean, we that bridge and get there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's going to end uh, the meet for this podcast. Like this topic questions. Um, I think a lot of us could or did learn a lot of stuff from you. I know that learned a lot from you all the time. Um, and yeah, if you're looking to join that group, if, you, if you're interested in that, if you think that's uh, something that would be helpful to you, then just follow the links in the description like you said. And um, as an ender to this podcast, we're going to do uh, what I'm going to be calling the inspirational quote of the day where I go on Twitter and I literally type in inspirational quote of the day and I just read off an inspirational quote. So for today's quote, it is A beautiful day begins with a beautiful mindset. That is very true. Very true. Unless you're talking about makeup, you can make something ugly beautiful with makeup. <laughs> I can make you Male model, but if you wake up in the mindset, I want to make myself look beautiful today. That's a beautiful mindset. I want to make myself beautiful every day, Garrett. God made you beautiful. You literally just said you could make something beautiful with makeup. What are you talking about? Your dog? No, Garrett, but makeup is just like art, it's just like drawing, it's just on your face. You're, yeah. So you can make yourself beautiful but, in a different sense of the word. Yes, but if you wake up with that artistic uh, stimulation or... Yeah, I don't care every day and put on makeup. What the heck? That is too much work. I think the quote was just saying, like, <laughs> to try to try and have a good mindset when you begin your days. Yes, always wake up on the right side of the bed so you can walk down the right path. Okay, and... Uh, I am copywriting that, don't say that. <laughs> and uh, while I am uh, giving you guys the outro here, I'm going to have her sign the poster. Every guest is going to be able to put a signature on this poster until we fill it up.
get the color blue. Do you want my signature or my name? Whatever you want, it's up to you. Great, signature. I'm going to sign your forehead. Put a face tap. Like Post Malone right there. Post Malone right here. Post Malone right there. Alexis Romero. Alexis Romero. <laughs> <laughs> that's always tired. Oh, if you were to crush your forehead like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for watching the first episode of the Real Life Podcast. We hope that you liked it, and we hope you'll come back for more. Uh, these are going to be a weekly thing. Uh, and you're going to want to stay tuned for the next guest, and we're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be talking about psychedelics and rap. So make sure you you stay tuned for that guest, and uh, we'll see you then.